hey, you know what I believe? I believe every single person can make a difference and that we all have something amazing to offer the world. I believe in standing up for what matters and in putting one foot in front of the other. I believe courage is way more important than confidence and I'm addicted to seeing people break through what they once thought they couldn't. And that's why I started this podcast. I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to know that anything's possible. I want you to find the courage to stand up and do your thing. Everything's waiting for you. You just have to believe it's possible. I'm Karen Vaughan. This is the Get Off The Bench podcast. And here is where your courageous life starts. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of the Get Off The Bench podcast. Boy, have I got a treat for you today. I tell you what, there's so many people I have met that say, I'm too young, I'm too old, you know, no one's, if I'm too young, no one's going to listen to me, if I'm too old, no one's going to, everyone's going to think I'm an old fart. I tell you what, today I'm chatting with Lily Berkvist. Now, she is exceptional and you probably know her from The Voice. Now, let me tell you about it. Lily Berkvist, otherwise known as Lily B. Artist, became a household name in 2021 at the age of 14 when she auditioned for The Voice Australia, singing the legendary song Candle in the Wind. She went on to join Team Jess with the highly acclaimed Jessica Malboy and then on into the next round. Since Lily first performed on stage at the age of six, singing Over the Rainbow, she has loved performance and theatre. Outside of music and performing, Lily enjoys all things creative, including drawing, painting, creating art pieces and drama. She has joined a number of junior musical theatre productions where she enjoys taking on other characters and most of all having fun and making new friends. Lily also likes to perform voice impressions of movie characters and keeps others entertained with her recital of movie lines. She has recently been studying Shakespearean insults and thinks it's pretty cool. Lily lives life by the motto, Hakuna Matata, which means no worries, and recently said, you are not going to be here forever, so you might as well make the most of it. Welcome, Lily. Hello. Gee, it's lovely to have a chat with you today. You too. Thank you. I'm going to say this probably 50 times during this interview. Your voice is... Unbelievable. It is believable because you're right here and I've heard you sing. It's incredible. Thank you. Wow. I you 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 blew me away. I, I really love um uh, we're gonna talk about it when we get into it, but when you know, of course, everyone, as I've introduced, you were on the voice and oh boy, you know, you made you made the the hair on my arm stand up when you sung. Wow. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm just going to fill you with compliments. It's fantastic. But look, I want to start about, you know, there's, a, there's quite a few things in your life and you are an amazing person. And I, I love that you're, you know, really, really true to who you are. And I think that that's the, the core value of you is just that you're going to stand in your ground. You're going to be who you are and you're going to bring your amazingness to the world. And Oh, you know, I'm going to open that up a bit more in the in the conversation too. But you just you're just incredible, and I wish more girls could be like you. But let's start at the start. You know, you you've been a creative person all your life, and you really love the singing and the performing. When you were six, you sang "Over the Rainbow" on stage. Where where was that? Um, that was actually at a primary school talent quest. I just got up on stage and decided to sing it. Yeah, and how did you go? Were, were people blown away by your voice? I got a lot of encouragement from people. I think at one point I stopped and then they were just like, oh. <laughs> So I kept on going. How did you feel? I think I was excited uh, because that's, that's like the first thing that really started my love of music. Yeah. Did you, did you get off that stage and think, I'm going to be a singer? This is this who I am? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, from that point, I just kept on singing and, you know, destroyed everyone's ears. <laughs> so you didn't, they usually say that when you've got a saxophone in the house, you know. The, 
So oh, that's or a violin. That they're pretty awful, aren't they? When people are learning, well, I don't think you will have destroyed anyone's ears. I, I can imagine that at age six you were absolutely, absolutely booming. I also want to talk about your musicals because you you are very, very keen on musicals and all that sort of stuff. As we mentioned at the start, what is it about them? Like, what is it about them that you really love? I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that. I like to cry, but ah. in the second act, in the second act, they always go downhill, and it just really hits you in the feels. Uh, yeah, just it starts all with like some really good songs, and I feel like songs are better when you have a story with them, so you can follow the story and also enjoy the good music. Yeah, absolutely. So you just reminded me that they probably put the hero's journey in um in theatre, and I hadn't even considered that before. So they're saying that you know they go downhill in the second act and all that kind of stuff. I really love what you're saying there about um, you know, feeling the story of the song. And I I you know, you will have seen it with some of the greater artists on The Voice and just anyway, just great artists. You know, when they're singing a song, whether it's their own or somebody else's, I think when you, that's the key, isn't it? Is And for me as a singer as well, is that when you can actually feel like every word in that song is for you, you know, and you you wrote it and you're, you, you know, you're expressing it, don't you reckon you sing better? Yeah, I think you really do. Mm. I just try not to get too caught up in it. Otherwise, it's going to be a mess. <laughs> I'm the same. I'll tell you what, you know what my favourite song is? Puff the Magic Dragon. You... Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I can't, I can never sing it. I can never sing it past, uh, you know, when he doesn't, when, when he doesn't come back, Jackie Paper doesn't come back. And I just, I can't sing that last bit. I just burst into tears and I say, I have to stop. I have to stop. <laughs> I don't know. Cause I can, I'm really in that, that uh, yeah, I'm really in that scene, but uh, I love it. So when you watch these musicals, do you, you like get this um, kind of bars and imagine yourself in the show? Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> When I'm watching movies or musicals, I like to imagine how I would learn the acting and learn the lines. I don't know if people do that, but yeah, I just I'm sure they do. Act. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Otherwise, how would they how would they remember it? Do you do you do you see yourself on stage like in a lead role or in a support role or something like that? Uh yes, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I like to imagine just how I would do it do, do you think that's possible like do you think that's on the cards for you at some point being in musicals yeah I think I would really I would really love that because I'm just a theater nerd and I think also being a performing nerd there's something that I don't know if this happens to you but it happens to me that when you're performing the rest of the world falls away do you know nothing else matters in your do you feel that when you perform? Yeah. When you said that, I had such an urge to start singing um, <laughs> a song from Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> Wait, go on. You can do that if you want. The world falls away. <laughs> the world falls away. <laughs> and lonely us. Oh, well, clearly you're not auditioning for my show or you wouldn't be <laughs> But you know, it's um, it, it. I think that's true. And I've been, you know, when I used to sing, I'd do four-hour gigs, and and I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even feel hungry. I wouldn't even notice. I'd probably only drink a glass of water the whole time because I was just in a complete other space. I just wish I could still, wish I could still perform. And I tell you, you know, because as I was telling you before we started, I had my thyroid out and I can't sing anymore. Well. I do, but it's not very, it's not very pleasant. It's not like it used to be, but you, um, I kind of felt like I lost my identity and, and I look back now and I think, I wonder if I didn't appreciate it as much as I should have. Do you know, I think I probably took it for granted? And I think that that's probably a lesson for you, you know, is that while, while you've got a voice and let's hope that you have it for the rest of your life and it's just, you know, it is who you are. It's such a, do you know how many people say, I wish I could sing? Do you, I wish I could do that. It's such a such a gift, you know, and I think that we shouldn't squander it. 
we should really, really embrace it. And, oh, I just love it. Now, you, I guess a bit of background about you is that you lost your cousin um, who was just six months younger than you when when he was five. And how, how did, and apparently from what I hear, you two were really great mates, you know, really close. And how, how do you think that impacted you? Well, I was uh, pretty young at the time, so I'm not sure I remember that much. But I think that may be, that may link to a bit of my connection to musicals and why I love them so much. Because um, when we were younger, we would, there's this one memory of us all singing Hakuna Matata Mm -hmm. and just dancing around in little Batman costumes. (laughs) And you think that's probably ignited a little passion in you for singing yeah. Uh, yeah you also you know on another personal level you've um, struggled with anxiety as well since you were seven do you think that that losing your cousin even though you don't remember it do you think that might have um you know maybe triggered some of that stuff yeah maybe um because I just felt like it was hard to speak to people and you know, just go outside sometimes would be really scary and would just cause panic attacks. Yeah, and you you weren't like that before you lost him? No, not really. I think mm. it just started to build up as I went through school and then, you know, it just reached the limit yeah. when I was about 12. Yeah, yeah. And what happened then when you were 12? It was really hard to go into school and I just got really big panic attacks every time I'd walk in and I would just um just get really scared for like no reason I didn't even know the reason I was anxious I would just get this pain in my chest and just want to leave yeah um we're going to talk about the voice in a minute, and uh, but while we're on the anxiety thing, I think that, you know, you went on the voice to audition when you were tw- uh, 14, which is only two years older than the 12-year-old, you know, that pe- where the anxiety peaked. So that in, in, my, in my imagination, it would have been quite stressful and anxiety-ridden, you know, to, to go in to do something as big as the voice. But before we get there, do you, you know, I also understand that you've learned to manage it and you, you must you must know how to manage it because you wouldn't have been able to handle something as big as the voice. Have you got any tips for young people that might be listening that do feel like they are dealing with anxiety? Well, I think a thing that really helped is that I had parents who really cared and really knew about mental health and... Mm just stuck up for me when it came to mean teachers yeah um and I would just spend time doing the things I love to distract me and you know when I would go into school I would spend time with my friends joking and then they would calm me down whenever I needed it but as the year went by I think the anxiety just kind of dissipated a bit it just kind of left I don't really know how to describe it but it just kind of went away Mm. I think that's it's interesting what you're saying about you know the teachers that were mean and they probably weren't mean although I think that when we go to school uh, you know I'm not a big I'm not big on schools because I think that I know we've got to learn. We have to learn to read and write and we have to learn all that stuff or we're never going to get jobs. Well, that's not entirely true, but we we do need that sort of basic education in our lives. But I think that it's just not, it's not built for every single person. Do you, you know, it's not okay. Like you're obviously a massive creative, you, you know, that that's creativity is just, everything about you I I just tell by looking at you anyway you know you just you just you're just filled with all this love and light that comes from another place it comes from this beautiful creative place and I think that you know when you're going to school and we're competing 
you know, competing to get that A and competing to get the best result, that, that doesn't fit creative people. You know, it fits left brain people, but not right brain people. And, you know, I, I really reckon the education system needs a, a an overhaul, you know, to cater so much better for people. And you, you hit on a great point there saying doing things you love. And if only the education system was more focused on finding out what kids' strengths are and what they love, you know, and 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 teaching them in those ways. And I, I know it's a big task because so many individuals in one class, but I just reckon we could do it so much better. And we would avoid people like you, you know, feeling anxious and having panic attacks, you know, going into spaces that are deliberately set up to compete, you know, and... Uh, Anyway, I could go on about that for hours and hours and hours because I'm I'm not at all keen on the way it's set up. But tell us about the voice. I know that everyone listening is going to be like, all right, Karen, stop ranting about what you think about school. Let's get into the voice because we want to hear what Lily did. So at the age, you're 15 now. I'm going to just so we're clear on your age. You were 14 and clearly everybody's got to understand that it, it wasn't live, like this was filmed months and months ago and these shows take a long, long time to get out there. Otherwise, they'd continue all the time. Now, you're 14. You decided to audition. What made you do that? Uh, well, I've uh, actually been wanting to audition since I was young, much younger because me Emily would always watch The Voice at dinner just and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> um, so I this year I finally decided to sign up and when I got accepted in, I was just like, excuse me? So did you have to send in an audition, uh, like a video audition? Yeah, we had to send in a tape of us singing a song. And what song did you sing? Um, the Past is Another Land from Aida. So did that get you straight into the blind auditions? Um, no, there were some different sets of like mini auditions and key checks that you had to go through with yeah. the big wigs. Yeah, yeah, with the big wigs. Yeah, before you hit the chairs. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, so, you know, you're like, if you've been thinking about it all your life, you know, oh, I watch, I love the voice, I want to go on there. What was it? What was that thing that you just said, now's the time? Well, I actually think my mum played a bit of a role in that. She was cruising through Facebook, you know, like mums do. Yeah. And um, she was like, oh, hey, an ad for The Voice. Maybe I should ask my daughter if they would like to go. And I was just like, sure. Yeah. No fear? Well, yeah, I was pretty afraid um but I was just like you know there's a chance I might not get in so that would mean I'm safe but there is a chance that I could get in but like what are the chances of that I mean there are much more talented people in Australia but then I got in and I was like oh yeah that's this is cool this is really exciting it is exciting. It's, I'll tell you what, it's brought you to so many people's lounge rooms, you know, that you just, you wouldn't have been in before. And I love you. I love your philosophy there, you know, is, oh, well, if I don't get in too bad, it's kind of like, well, I didn't lose anything anyway, because I'm still here in the same place. But if I do get in, you know, who knows? You didn't say this, I'm saying it, but it's the same, you know, who knows where this might lead. And, and I imagine come out of it. Yeah. Wow. I, I love it. So, and, and so I was going to ask you what your parents thought of your decision, but clearly they thought it was a very good decision. Very supportive. Were they worried about you? Were they thinking, oh God, is she going to do it? Um, I think, I feel like they were a bit worried, but altogether they were very supportive of my decision and, you know, they were just looking out for me. Yeah. No, I absolutely love it. Now you sang Candle in the Wind. Um, as I said at the very start of this interview, you're oh, every hair on my body stood up when you when you sang that song. You you've just got this voice that is so mature. I couldn't. I had to look twice. I, I had sat there staring at you. Like, is it? Did they say fourteen? 
and and you, your voice was like a really mature adult woman's voice you know that's been singing for so long and you've got this depth and resonance in your voice that is just it 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 affects you on a frequency level that's a massive compliment you know like there are not many people who can do that so but and candle in the wind is an especially beautiful song why did you choose that one well elton john is just a a really good artist and i feel like that song can relate to a lot of people because people were trying to make Marilyn Monroe something she wasn't. And this song was just about keeping her memory alive and focusing on the good things that she did. And also that song is just a really emotional song and it has a good message to it. Well, I see, even that answer is more profound and more mature than a 15-year-old answer. <laughs> that, that, I, I agree with you. That song is beautiful and I love the way Elton John has... Um, done everything to leave a beautiful legacy for the amazing things that she's done. I love it. You're just on, um, it, just breaking off the voice for a minute. But it, it, I, I started off, you know, I, I founded Girls with Hammers. And, and when I did that, it was to, um, I, I thought, because you talked about, you know, people being individuals and, and that sort of stuff. I, I wanted girls, and particularly girls your age, uh, not to sexualize themselves and not not to make them feel like they've got to sit in this stereotypical box of, you know, being submissive to boys and all that kind of stuff. And when I went to schools to do it, the, the girls are kind of like, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, thanks. You know, I, I don't really want your message. What I'm seeing from you is that you, I wish, I wish you had have been in the audience when I went to one of those schools because you seem to me to be this young female who says, I don't have to be like all the other girls. Do you, you know that you've got this real unique, um, it's like, again, advanced for your years, this knowing of who you are. And it's kind of like, I'm standing in my ground and I know who I am and I want to be known for me not not for one of a bunch of many. Do, do you know what I mean? Have I got you right? Is that what? Yeah. 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 Because um, a lot of girls, they don't wear what they want to wear because they're afraid of sticking out. But what they don't realise is that probably every other girl is thinking the same thing oh, I wish I could wear this, but people would give me weird looks on the street. But if you want to wear it, then just wear it. Chances are another girl is going to see you and think, wow, she's really brave. I really love her outfit. Because honestly, in, at the end of their day, it's just about supporting each other. Because <laughs> it's not bad to be like other girls. Because, you know, you're your own person. And chances are they're going to be nice about it. 100%. I really love when you're on the voice you you know I love the clothes you wear. You you just look you I don't know you just look great but I remember saying to my partner I love this girl. She she is doing what she wants, wearing what she wants and she's standing in her space. And and for for me they're the people I love. And when you said something I can't remember what you said but but what you uh, triggered in me is that we're very we're more attracted to people like just you know we find them what's the word I'm look I can't think of what I'm looking for we're more inspired by people who are standing in their own ground do you know the people who are confident do you know the people who are doing their thing they don't care what other people think about them they're the people that we all aspire to be or to be like, do you, you know, they're, they're I, I just love that you're doing that. I just love that you're sending that message to girls to be who you are and be proud of who you are. Just, you know, be proud of who you are. And I think that when we try to be like everybody else, we lose our uniqueness. We, we lose, like we said before, you know, the gift that what, whatever every single individual comes with a unique set of gifts and talents, 
And when we when we try to fit in with everybody else, they it's like we dilute them. You know, they they're not so special anymore. I I just I, I love I really love what you're doing, and I love I love where you're standing. I love that you've got your stake. You've slammed it into the ground and said, "This is Lily's space. Like it or lump it." I think it that's fantastic. Now. Tell us about um, the process. So leading up to the blinds, you had to go through a whole lot of different different auditions, you know, different steps and everything. Then you get to the blinds. Then you're like, yes, you've made it through. They tell you you've made it through and you're going to sing on stage to the judges. How are you feeling? Um, well, I was, I was really excited. Um, the night that I got the email about that, I was actually... Um, outside of Sydney because I was seeing a musical, <laughs> um, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, and so I was uh, in the country and I just checked my phone after some reading and I was like, hey, mom. <laughs> so I went over to her and we texted the fam and they were excited. <laughs> That's fantastic. And so then you, uh, where did they film it? Did they film it in Sydney or was it somewhere else? Oh, uh, yeah, they um, they did. They filmed it in the city. Yeah, in Sydney? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. And so then you, you so you've, you've got excited, text the family. Then you've gone back in. You've stood on that stage, right? Now, how did you got to walk through that door? Even all of us watching at home, our anxiety goes up a little watching people walk through that door. You know, you walked out on that stage. How did you feel? Well, I think in that time I felt pretty nervous, mm. but I was, I was kind of just focusing on my footsteps so I didn't think about it much. I was just like, one, two, three, four. Oh, look, there's the microphone. Stop. <laughs> I wish we could all think like that. That would take a lot of the nerves away. So you 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 sang and um, be, the most one of the most beautiful, probably the most beautiful version I've ever heard of "Candle in the Wind." To be honest, better better than Elton John. Like that was just it was exquisite. It was it was incredible. You're standing there singing this most beautiful song. Nobody's turning their chairs. They're just, you know, what, what were you thinking? Like, oh, nobody's going to turn. Were you thinking that? Um, well, I was thinking that a little bit. I was getting a bit nervous. But honestly, I think I just got kind of caught up in the moment that I wasn't thinking at all. Yeah. I was just focusing on singing so that when Jess did turn around, I was just like, Oh, name. Um, <laughs> this is really cool. Yeah. And I was really relieved. Yeah, and she kind of left it right to that very last line. And then she then she, she turns around. Now she turns around and she's just looking at you. What what's happening? I, I could literally see in the in the footage, you took a little gasp. <gasps> it was just like this tiny little gasp in the middle of that last line, you know. when you're there. Looking at Jess, she's looking at you. Wow, what a moment. What, what a profound moment. Yeah, I was just like, when she looks at me and I look at her <laughs> and she looks at me. Uh, yeah, I was just, I just tried to finish the song without making a weird noise. Uh, you, you, it was amazing. I, I reckon Jess would have thought, now I don't, you know, I love speaking for other people because that's just what I do. But yeah, I reckon Jess would have looked at you and thought the same as me, is that how, how the hell is that voice coming out of that person? Do, you know, like she, I'm sure she expected to turn around and find an older woman, you know, singing that song. And her voice, her face was like, wow, what, what am I seeing here? So what was it like working with her as a coach? Um, well, I didn't get to spend that much time with her, but um, 
from the time I did spend with her, she seemed like a genuinely nice person. She she seemed like a really sweet and caring person. Yeah. She reminds me of one of my um older friends from primary school, actually. <laughs> she she I she does come across as very honest, very authentic and mm-hmm. uh, and very kind and warm, you know, and I think that sometimes they can say they are, but you can tell in their behavior that they're not, but she seems to be really congruent you know with all of that stuff so what what was your biggest learning or the biggest moment you know from that whole experience well I feel like I got to actually know what goes on behind all the cameras and I think I was comforted by that a bit um uh and because you know I feel like I was kind of worrying can I do it? Can I get there? But now I, I won't have to worry. I'll know that I have the courage to stand up and do it. And in future, you'll be able to do like audition for musicals and stuff like that. And did you like when you're talking about, you know, having anxiety issues and, you, you know, you, you, you sort of peaked at 12 and then, you know, a couple of years later you auditioned and you're okay. Did you have this underlying thing? Oh, my God, I don't know what to expect. What if, what if I have a panic attack when I'm about to step? Did you, did you think about that sort of stuff before you stepped out? Yeah, I, I did have a bit of a worry about that. But then I guess I just told myself, you know, EDs, what EDs, it's going to happen and you can't change that. So, meh. Yeah. Wow, oh, I love that. I, more people need to take a leaf out of your book because even even I, you know, and people I know at my age, you know, we do, we still panic about, not panic, but we still worry about stuff. And, you know, you, you really at the end of the day, it's not going to change anything anyway, is it? You know, it's... It is what it is, and that's the way it is. So, um, what would you what would you have done if nobody turned? Well, I think I would have been disappointed, but you know, I think I would have just been proud of myself from going up there, and yeah. because I think I would have been proud of myself just for being chosen to get to the blind auditions because I know a lot of people wanted that, and I got it. So I think I just would have been proud of myself for going up there. Yeah, I think so too. And I think you you got to an you got to the next round as well. You know, it wasn't just the one. And I I I reckon you've got to be proud of that. Like you've you, you've got to be proud of that because what look it takes courage. It, it's an experience. You know, it, it's it's also it's validation for you. You know, to prove that you can do it that you are good enough to be there and you know and and another thing too is I've heard and your mum told me this but so many other young girl just girls have been contacting you saying what an inspiration you are is that true yeah um I love I love seeing those messages from younger people like me with the same interests because it's good to know that you're not the only one out there because when people, when some girls say, I'm not like other girls, I'm quirky, trying to exclude themselves from other girls, I think that's kind of rude because they're basically saying that other girls aren't good because it's not an insult to be like other girls because it's good to find your people. A hundred percent. 100%. There's a good book by Jim Rohn or a good saying, and he says, you know, you're the the sum of the five. So you are the sum of the five people you hang with, you you know, and and it's if you're hanging with people that are, well, I I guess they don't all have to be the same as you, but if they're like-minded and and they accept you and they understand you, you you know, and they support you, I think, you know, that's when you're in a good place really, aren't you? Yeah, and, and and I think that people that can be completely different can still be best friends, but but are they willing to support each other? Are you willing to support each other? And is every friendship that you have, and this is what I find important, is that friendship building you or diminishing you? That's really important. And if the if you're building each other, no matter your differences, 
then that's a damn good friendship. That's a really good friendship. Now, the last question on the on the voice, you gave all the judges a pair of shoes. That, that was fantastic. Thank you. What, what made you think about that? Um, well, I was decorating some shoes before and, you know, I was just playing with some fabric pens and I was just like, Hey, you know what would be cool if I gave them shoes? <laughs> How I know their foot size is a mystery. You shall never know. Ah, ah, I would, that was going to be my next, next question. Uh, all right, well, we shall never know. But I reckon that was such a great gift. Really, really loved. And, and you know, there's, there's even photos there's photos on the voice page, you know, of the of um, reader and just looking at their shoes and reading your note and that sort of stuff. That's that's a memory. You know what? You have provided them a memory that they're never going to forget that. They are never going to forget that. Someone gave us shoes and a beautiful handwritten note. But not only just shoes, shoes that you actually created the artwork for. I think it's um, I think that's beautiful and actually shows the measure of your heart as well just wanting to give something just for the sake of giving it's all right you can take a compliment this this podcast is full of <laughs> full of compliments and love <laughs> it's uh, now uh, while we've been talking you've not only burst into a few musical songs for us you know and um even throughout your laughter as well but you also do voice impressions you know you know you, i'm not going to do it I always do the, um, you know what, I always mimic the, uh, you know, on American shows when they all ring, they go, five, five, five. You know, that, that's about my limit of voice impressions, but you apparently do tons of them. Go on, give us a couple. Um, okay. Uh, well, here's Kermit the Frog. Here goes. Hey, it's your boy, Kermit the Frog. Hey, uh, hope you're doing Good day. Um, just uh, make sure you love yourself, or I will steal your kneecaps. Ah! <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, give us another one. Um, okay. Here's Hiccup from How to Train Your Dragon. This is Burke. It's 12 days north of Hopeless and a few degrees south of freezing to death. It's located solidly on the meridian of misery. My village in a sword, sturdy. It's been here for seven generations, but every single building is new. We've got hunting, fishing, and a charming view of sunsets. The only problems are the pests. Most places have mice or mosquitoes. We have dragons. <laughs> I tell you, I'm not familiar with that one, so I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go and watch that, aren't I? <laughs> that is fantastic. Do you ever? What, do you think that maybe you could do voiceovers? Oh, uh, I would like to do that someday, probably. That would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Yeah, I feel like that would be really fun. You you really do step into character, don't you? You know, when you're doing something. Yeah. I think it's great. You know, before when you were talking about, you know, not you weren't thinking about the judges' chairs turning because you were just in that moment. That that's such a. I hope you realise that is such a gift. You know, to be able to completely block the world out. You know, and to truly immerse yourself in that moment. That's so special. I reckon you should do voiceovers. I, I reckon you have got. This is just, you know, like I'll be, I'll be in looking in my crystal ball for you. Okay. I reckon you have got the most incredible future. You, so many opportunities in, in, in anything performing, anything, because you've just, you've got it. You know how to stand in that space and you know how to really, truly feel it, be in it and express in that moment. And that, that, that's a real gift. That's magical. Thank you. Oh, wow. I, I love it. Now, um, I'm going to ask you a really hard question. Yeah, it might actually be very easy. If you could give 
you had the giant, you've got a giant stage, right? The biggest stage in the world. You've got the whole world listening to you. What's your message? Maybe I think I'd say there aren't really good sides and bad sides. There aren't really good people and bad people. There are only people who do the things that they want to do and other people who have different views on those things. So we should just accept people because I, I always say the only true communication is the interpretation of the receiver. Did that all make sense in that in that mouthful? That's kind of what you're saying, isn't it? That people do their thing and then we interpret and perceive it in our way and we make our own judgments. We attach our own beliefs and all that sort of stuff to what we see people present, don't we? Yeah. And is really how it seems. Yeah. Yeah, good message. If we could just love and accept each other, I think we just wouldn't have... We, I reckon we'd eliminate 95% of the problems in the world if we could just accept each other and support each other. Mm. So where to from here? What's next for Lily B, the artist? Um, well, right now is kind of COVID time. Yes. <laughs> um, so right now, probably staying inside. Um but when some more musical opportunities or some acting opportunities come up, I will be sure to give it a go. I, I love that. And you're already doing, though, well, when, when you can do it safely, when uh, working around COVID, you're already part of some um, theatre companies, aren't you? You're doing some of that sort of stuff already. Yeah. And, and so is it is it on hold at the moment because of COVID? Uh, yes, but uh, right now uh, we are kind of doing online online meetings of the rehearsals. Oh wow! Oh, that'd be cool. Wouldn't wouldn't yeah. wouldn't quite be the same, but it would be different. If you could if you could be whatever you want, like you know the world's your oyster. There it is. You choose your profession, choose your career, choose where you want to be. What what would that be? Um, honestly, I would just, I would just be wanting to do musicals all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I'd want to do. Do you, you, you can see yourself doing musicals when you're an adult, can't you? Yeah. Ah, oh, by geez. You bring that voice to the musical stage, people won't know what hit them. You, you, I, I can't be the only person, I can't be the only person who listened to you and thought, Cool, bloody hell, what is that? What is that voice? Do you know, you know, like I I know if, if if anyone's listening, I'm watching, we've got the Zoom. So you need to go, if you're only listening to this on podcast, you need to go to the uh YouTube and have and have a listen look at Lily, because every time she tries to say thank you, I'm talking over top of her. Poor thing. She keeps saying thank you and I just keep talking. But anyway, geez. I, you you've got you've got a voice that's just out of this world. And I, I know I just keep saying it, but Everyone who knows me, everyone who listens to this knows that I just keep repeating myself. When I get on a bit of a buzz, I just keep saying it. But you are just bloody amazing. You really are. I just, I'm, the world needs you. The world needs you out there on the stages, bringing, bringing joy and just lighting up people's souls. The world needs that. You, you are just a, a genuine gift to this world. Ah, oh, wow. All right, I'll stop because I'll keep going. I'll just keep singing your praises and you won't know what to say. <laughs> My face hurts from smiling. <laughs> People say that. You know what? I'm proud of myself. People say this is the best podcast they've ever be, been on. Where so many people say that because they just feel loved. And I'm bloody, I love that. I love, love extending love to people. It's so good. Well, you're a really encouraging person. Thank you. I call myself the world's greatest cheerleader. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Lily. Now, this is this podcast is a get off the bench podcast, and it's to inspire people to take action. Because I want I want people to do their thing, to feel great about themselves, and back themselves, and give it a go. What advice would you give to other young people, or it could be older people? It just doesn't matter. Who have a dream? 
tucked deep inside of them, but they don't have the courage to set that dream free. Even if it's just to see what happens, what would you say? Well, I think I'd say don't leave it till the last minute. Just do it right now because if in a long time you haven't done it, then you're just going to feel regretful and you're going to hate yourself from not doing it. Yeah. So just do it. Get off the bench. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. You know, you know, I, I wrote my first book. I've, I've written two books. I wrote my first book, Magnificent Kids, um, and you would have been in it. I tell you what, if I had known you, you would have been in that. It was in 2014. But it wasn't until I didn't write that until I was 50. You know, I did a lot of great things before that, but I didn't actually, you know, really put my stake in the ground until I was 50. And and I look back and I think, and I, I'm not going to regret it because otherwise I'll just go down that whole self-destruction path of, you know, you, you stupid fool, why didn't you do it earlier? You know, all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to do that to myself. But I do think about, wow, had I done something much earlier, what else could I have achieved? Do you know what? All those years could have been filled with great projects. So I'm with you 100%. Start now. Every single day we don't do something, it's a day we can never have back. So 100%, 100%. Now, where can people find you? Um, well, I have an Instagram account, um, Lily B Artist, um, and a Facebook one too. Uh, and I have a TikTok account too, if anyone wants that. <laughs> well, people might want that. So um, I don't know how to link a TikTok account. I've got nobody clue. But um, I will I will definitely put your Insta and Facebook um, links, you know, in the, in the show notes so that people can connect with you. But um, And I hope they do. And, you know, and, and, oh, and the other thing I was going to say too, and I, I nearly closed off without saying this, I was looking at some of your art, like we've talked about your performance, you know, and that sort of stuff. And we touched on your art with the shoes, you know, that you did for the judges. But your artwork is is amazing like I've like this is where I've so concluded that you are just this amazing beam of creative light you know like and then there was a picture of um harp seals you know baby harp seals that you'd done and oh I've got such a such an affiliation I hate the ocean I'm scared of it you know absolutely terrified I'm going to drown but the ocean creatures, do you know the, the the seals and the and the particularly the harp seals in? Well, let's touch on this because I know you're a bit of a, a you love your justice a little bit, you know. And baby harp seals, I don't want to go down a whole morbid thing right at the end of our podcast, but you know they they get a raw deal in Canada. You know they they people go and kill them for their fur and take them off their parents and off their mums and I, or they kill their mums. I tell you what, I get, I get my blood boils when I see that. And I know that you feel the same. And I know that you did a, you know, a um, presentation to primary school about caged, caged hens and how cruel that is. And people still buy bloody cage eggs. And I have no idea because they're a bit cheaper. I've got no, people need to see it. And, and thank, thank you for, try, you know, presenting that to your primary school and actually caring enough and being aware enough that animals, you know, go through. As human beings, we need to be much, much, much better the way we treat, well, the way we treat other humans, the way we treat animals and the way we treat the planet. And we've got to get much better at it. And thank you for being such a strong advocate for that because the world needs you know much more of that sort of stuff so again I can't sing your praises enough but thank you my pleasure but that picture of those harp seals is just you know you you it looks alive like you've just done it so well that it it looks alive so I'm going to encourage everybody go and Get onto her pages, Insta and Facebook, Lily B or Lily B, Lily B Artist, and 
go and follow her. Have a look at what she's doing because it's buddy brilliant. Lily, thank you so, so, so much for joining me today. It's Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. <laughs> it's my absolute pleasure. And I just, I love the fun. I love everything else. But what I love that you've brought to this podcast is integrity and honesty and your true self. And that's just absolutely beautiful. So thank you. Thank you. My absolute pleasure. And I hope to meet you in person one day. You too. It was really nice talking to you. Thank you so much. All right, I'll chat soon. Me too. Thank you. See ya. Bye. Oh, guys, how is that? I love that kid. I tell you what, I know she probably doesn't really call her a kid. She's got a voice like some adult that's been singing in from life. She's got a voice like Buddy Angel. I tell you, she is so fantastic. She's just standing her ground like I've said I don't know how many times in that interview because I know I get so passionate about it she stuck a stake in the ground and she said I am Lily B I'm an artist I am here and this is who I am and I'll tell you what imagine the world if everybody did that imagine that you just take hold of who you are present it to the world with true authenticity and I I'm just speechless, you know, the, the amount of love and light that she brings to the world simply by being herself is incredible. And the fact that she just, you know, I'm going to audition for The Voice, you know, and let, let's go. Off I go. And if I don't get in, oh, well, I don't get in. If I do, I do. That's the kind of attitude. That's the kind of stuff that we all need to embrace. And if there's that thing that you want to do, and you're like, oh, yeah, but what if, what if this, what if? forget what if, what if, what if. Think about Lily. Just think about her, you know, a, a kid that's had anxiety. She pushes her way through it. She knows she could have a panic attack. Well, buddy hell, I'm going to do it anyway. Man, if you can't be inspired by that, I don't know what's going to inspire you. But she is flaming amazing. And I want you to go follow her. I really do. Lily B Artist on Instagram and on Facebook, Lily B. And I'm going to put the links in the show note, any show notes anyway. But please go and give her some love because I tell you what, she's she's got to get out in this world and she's got to shine that light and make the world a better place. So I hope you love that episode. I I am like I'm like a blooming jumping jack full of beans, you know, because when I get with people like that, I just can't. I can't control my energy. I hope you feel the same. And anyway, I've got to go and have a cup of tea to calm myself down. So, guys, thank you so much for joining me every week. Go follow Lily and I will see you next week. See ya. Hey, thanks for joining me. It really does mean the world to me. Now, if you or somebody you know is doing amazing things, make sure you send me an email to info at getoffthebench.com.au. That's info at getoffthebench.com.au. Dot com.au otherwise head on over to my website at kerenvaughan.com and tinker around there a bit and send me a message okay catch you next week